0: You're listening to The Travellers Podcast, a podcast for the over 30s who like to travel. We're your hosts, Leanne and Al Elliott, and we're a husband and wife team who've been full-time travellers since 2017. You can follow our adventures, see our honest reviews, and get links to everything mentioned in this podcast at travelers.com. Welcome to The Travelers Podcast. This is episode four. I'm Al Elliott.
1: And I'm Leanne Elliott.
0: And we are a couple who've been traveling full-time since 2017. Mm -hmm. So today, this is stop number four we're remembering. Mm -hmm. And just remind us, where are we in stop number four?
1: We are in the Basque Country. Mm -hmm. We are in San Sebastian.
0: Which is, for anyone who doesn't know, which included me before we went, where are we in terms of uh, Spain? North, south,
1: east? Uh, so, geographically, we're in northeastern Spain. So, the Basque country, actually, yeah, goes right up to the uh, the border with, uh, with France. And Basque is a region does actually include a couple of states in France. Um, so, yeah, it's what? San Sebastian, itself, 20 kilometers from the French border. Um, it's, yeah, Saint Sebastian, San Sebastian, or its Basque name, uh, which is Donos, Donostia.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm.
1: And it's, yeah, one of the most famous tourist destinations in Spain, I think, isn't
0: it? Is it a, how does it compare in terms of size to the last place we went?
1: Um, it's a little bit bigger, so it's got a population of 186,000-ish. Um, so still quite small as, uh, as cities go. Um, but yeah, a bit bigger, a bit bigger than um, Santiago.
0: This was uh, quite a bit more expensive when we were looking mm, to mm. to stay there. So we ended up staying in one of the suburbs
1: we did, yeah, we stayed in a place called Orio, um, um, which was, uh, it wasn't too far out, maybe 20 kilometers or so, 30 minutes on the train. Um, but actually in itself, San, I mean, all of that region is so beautiful, isn't it, on mm-hmm. the coast and Orio um, itself was, um, the village was maybe a mile from the Bay of Biscayne, the, one of the beaches there, um, which again, great with the dog, it's walking down there, down the promenade basically, isn't it, all the way mm-hmm. to the, uh, to the sea. So I think, um, I think yeah, I think if, uh, if San Sebastian is a little bit rich, um, particularly September, to, you know, September, October is expensive time of year, um, then don't be afraid to look out. It's um, super easy to get to get from Aurea into San Sebastian. Direct train, 30 minutes, easy. That's great.
0: So we went from the 22nd to the 29th of September. Mm-hmm. Um, it were, the climate is, at that point is supposed to be between 11 and 25, but um, it is cold in the mornings. Well, it's not cold, but... It's
1: relatively speaking. Relatively
0: speaking cold. Mm-hmm. You feel a lot of moisture in the air because you're on the um that's the Atlantic, isn't it, though?
1: So it's Bay of Biscay, yeah. So yeah, it right. feeds into Atlantic, yeah.
0: Um, and we stayed in an Airbnb. Uh, I think we were there for seven nights and mm-hmm. it cost us six
1: hundred and forty euros. Nice. Yeah, so it was one of the was one of the more expensive places, but so worth
0: it. It is. The actual bit. the actual village itself was great. There was a parade, I think, one one Saturday morning. We didn't really understand what they were parading for because they had pirate flags. But um, and then I think
1: it was actually for independence. Oh, I think it? a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of um, Basque is not too dissimilar. If you're unfamiliar with Basque history, it's not too dissimilar from from the Catalonians. Really, they're autonomous. They want to be independent. It's um, and Basque Basque itself is actually even. I don't know whether it has even more of a claim, but it is. Um, it is, um, is a region indigenous in terms of the people who live there. It has its own language that is not related to any other language in the world.
0: That's a cool fact.
1: It is. And it's, a, it's almost an unbelievable fact, isn't it, how it's, not, how it's not related to anything else. So they are very fiercely Basque, um, to the point where we actually, do you remember our Airbnb has told us that um, we'd probably get on better speaking in English than we would in Spanish? Yes.
0: Mm. Yes. Very strange situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we were in, we found ourselves in Orio and San Sebastian. So, mm-hmm. why did we go in the first place? Food. Of course. Why did we go anywhere?
1: <laughs> I know, but here, come on. San Sebastian yeah. has, I think it has one of the highest concentrations of Michelin-starred restaurants in one place, doesn't is it? it? that right? It's, yeah. San Sebastian is foodie heaven.
0: So, just talk, um, talk the listener through the, uh, the pin show.
1: So pinchos, I think if you only do one thing in San Sebastian, it has to go on a on a pincho crawl. So last week we talked about tapas crawling, um, and and yeah, pinchos. Now they will put anything on top of a piece of bread, <laughs> anything, whether it be a bit of fish, a bit of fried calamari, the best steak you've ever had in your life. Mm-hmm. They uh, yeah they they'll put it on they'll put it on a pincho.
0: And, and it's not just a sandwich. It's not even an open sandwich. Just imagine a piece of imagine a piece of French bread, baguette kind of thing, cut on the slant, maybe about a three quarters of an inch thick. And then, then quite often they'll take they'll do a lobster and mayonnaise sort of mm. thing. They'll mix it up and they'll pile it high, so it'll be a good two or three inches high. This this um,
1: it'll be like in terms of ratio, it's like a two to one. Like yes. if the bread's one, the filling is two.
0: And the pinchers are usually a euro, a euro fifty. They can go up to like four euros if you're getting the really expensive For stuff sure. like fillet steak, but um and quite often you'll go into bars and there'll just be rows and rows of these on the uh, um on the on the bar mm-hmm. that you can help yourself to.
1: And what they often do as well is they'll have the they'll have the cold ones on the bar that you can just go and help yourself to you can't they have little sticks in them so at the mm-hmm. end they know how to charge you. Um and then they'll walk around with the hot ones. Yeah. Um so i will just go and be like, I Want a bit of a steak pincher? You know? Do you want a bit of this? And it's a... Uh, it makes for a really um, great atmosphere in the bars, doesn't it? Because lots of people buzzing around. Yeah.
0: And I think some of them have a bell when the hot ones are ready. So they'll ring a bell and then you know something else is coming out. Mm-hmm. So remember, to do it right, you usually have one or two, two pinchos um, in the bar and mm-hmm. a drink. And then you move on to the next one. That's the mm-hmm. way that we've been doing it. Um, and generally, with, like, with any food in the whole of the Iberian Peninsula, um, it, it, you share. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you don't say, I'll have this and, and my wife will have this. You tend to order one main dish, three or four little pinchos if you're having a sit-down meal, and we just share the lot. Mm-hmm. So, some of our favorite talking of food, some of our favorite places. Mm-hmm. I remember one place that we that we went, um, it's really traditional. It's in a, 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 um, a street called Calle Pescadaria which I think means Fish Street. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have no idea how to say it. It's spelt like this. T-X-E-P-E-T-X-A. Chepacha. Oh, just showing off now, aren't you? (laughs) So we went in there. We we managed, and it was packed, packed. Like There was not many people sitting down. Most people standing up around these little bars, Mm -hmm. around these little tables. You couldn't hear yourself speak. Um, And we went in, found a little corner, um, sat down, oh no, sorry, stood up at the bar, and then I think we had leaned. Some, we leaned. We leaned. We leaned. And then we had uh, I think we had a beer and a couple of little pinchos. And
1: yeah, like, they were the sardine ones, weren't oh, they? Yeah, they were amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of the uh, one of the most traditional and possibly the oldest pincho bar in the whole of San Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely worth going. And then when you when you st- stumble out of there, then you need to go to just two or three doors down into Bar Nestor the E S T O R and that was I think we had did we have a little steak pincher there? I can't remember.
1: Mm, that was the one with a really wide bar, was it? with yeah. they all had them lined up. Yeah. Um yeah, that was that was, yeah, that was with an example of having probably one of the best steaks you'll ever have on a slice of bread. Yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Great.
0: So then after that we wandered down, I think we we had gins afterwards, didn't we?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, as we do. So, of
0: course. yeah, it's
1: um because I think yeah that that the kind of leads on to um, Constitution Square, isn't it, Place de la Constitution? Right. Um, and then yeah, there's lots of. It's a touristy place. You're probably going to pay a bit more for your drinks there, um, but it's it's a beautiful square to to sit in. So I think it's worth a it's worth a touristy visit. Some sometimes, isn't it?
0: I'm missing out the most important street. I think, I think before we went for our gins, then we went down to a street which was. I don't Come know on, the,
1: you can do it. Come on.
0: 30, 30, 31 de Agos, Agosta, Calaya. Agosto, Calea. Uh, 31st of August. I don't know what Calea means. Street, perhaps. I don't know. And it's just this pedestrianized street that you walk down. And there's there's bars on the left, bars on the right. They are old bars. They, they're they um, modern bars. There's one modern one that's called Senra, S-E-N-R-A. And as you walk in, it was it was it looked like um, you know Gourmet Burger Kitchen how they've done that out like a really like wood and it's like quite modern. Mm. And you walk in there and then, again same thing. There's huge wide bars full of pinchos, um, and uh, the, you can eat pretty much anything you want straight at the bar. And it's quite it's quite common you just sit at the bar in, with these pinchos in front of you and just have a drink and then just help yeah, yourself. Yeah,
1: people be leaning over you and and getting them. It's uh, yeah, it all adds to the atmosphere. <laughs>
0: So along that street, you should definitely go and uh, try some of those bars and look on TripAdvisor because um, a lot of them are on there. Um, and go and try and find some stuff which isn't on TripAdvisor. Go into the uh, we went into one bar where I don't think they spoke English and we walked in, and we felt quite uncomfortable. But then lots of smiles, pointing, and we ended up getting a really nice glass of wine and uh, I can't remember what we shared, but we had a little mm-hmm. pinch of there, which was great.
1: I think you just have to explore, don't you? Be brave, go into the places that look a bit like they're um, they're more local. Um and just yeah, explore.
0: Exactly, exactly. Okay, so we had our gins and that was that was it for one day. Um and then I think I think we need to dedicate a little bit of time to mm-hmm. talking about <laughs> talking about well, you start.
1: So this was as I said, there's um there are there are multiple Michelin star restaurants um in San Sebastian, two one, two and I think uh, I think there might be a three, but definitely one and two. Stars, um, and I was very fortunate that my lovely client, in recognition of my two-year anniversary with them, um, gave me um, some spends to put towards a fancy meal. Um, she shares my love of food, um, so I think it was as excited as I was about uh, about going to a Michelin-star restaurant. So we picked a place called Cucoccia, uh which is Daniel Lopez. If there's any foodies out there. Um, who is uh, a young chef who is known for his uh, his his Basque-rooted cuisine. Um, so I think that's why we picked it, really. There's uh, there's obviously quite a lot of fusion food around that place anyway in terms of France. Um, but we wanted, yeah, Basque, so we went to Cocotcha. Um, right in the middle of the old town as well. Some of them can be a bit, too, bit harder to reach if you don't have a car or don't want to drive. Um, but yeah, that one's right in the middle of the town, so it's great to get to. So there are, there are two tasting menus, really. There's no a la carte. Two tasting menus. There's a market menu, uh, which is a nine-course menu, which I think is what we had. It is, yeah. Uh, which is 85 euros. And then a tasting menu, which is 14 courses, which is 115 euros. Um, you do have to order for the table, um, so we couldn't have one menu each. We had to order the same thing, which, um, which sounds a bit awkward, but actually, as part of the experience, I think it makes sense, really, that you're on the same, the same dish as you go through.
0: Actually I think we we went for the for the tasting menu the 14 courses. Did we? I think so because they're not necessarily 14 courses they might be just they start off with um two tiny little like a mousse bouche sort of things and mm. then they'll end up with little um um with with little desserts. Oh. Okay. But um but yes and and it's 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 delivered by the waitress waiter as like an event, so they'll come over with your two dishes. Mm-hmm. So they'll put them down in front of you, and then they'll say, right, so they'll explain what it is and how you eat it and where it's from and the history and so forth. And uh, do we match wines as well?
1: That was the thing about this place, the only downside, actually. A lot of Michelin-starred restaurants will do wine pairing with it. Um, Cucoccia don't. So you can order wine by the glass, and they do have a really good selection, and they'll be very happy to tell you which which glasses they think go best with the dish. Um, but it's not, there is not a pairing option. Um, so I think we maybe had, we have a welcome drink and then maybe three throughout the meal mm-hmm. um, and it does add on, it does add on probably 50, 60 euros to your bill. Um, so that's the only downside perhaps, but what struck me, because we've done a couple of Michelin star places before, one of which in Spain, but what struck me about this place was it was that, you know how when people like talk on programs about how a chef has a vision and it's an experience mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a, it felt like that. Like, I'll be honest, probably, I, if we had the 14 one, I'd probably say maybe four to five out of the ones that we had I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. But I know that was my problem mm-hmm. because it all fit together in this, like, story of just marvelousness.
0: Yeah. There, I mean? there was one which was a cod throat, was it? Or was um, it cheek?
1: Oh, yeah, it was a glands or was it cheek?
0: Something like that. It was, and, and I remember... The, them explaining and showing on their face Mm. where it was from and it was uh, it just didn't sound very nice but
1: it wasn't it was squishy it was (laughs) not good
0: (laughs) it wasn't for me but again as leanne says it was we know that the food was of the highest quality it was just Mm -hmm. that it wasn't to our taste i think which is the most important thing do you remember the stuff we did like
1: uh the uh the gambarocca
0: was that the huge big prawn
1: massive red prawn yeah Go on,
0: you were excited about it. Well, this is so huge, big prawn. Like we're not talking about prawn. We're talking more like langoustine. We're talking about a Dublin bay. We're talking this is this thing's probably about the meat of it is six inches um, plus its head plus its tail. It's just huge. It's huge. So we were told we have to. We have to, uh, it Comes out as one. We break off the head. We eat all the body, the tail of the um, of this prawn, and then we had to take the heads and suck. The head's dry, <laughs> mm-hmm. which turned both of our stomachs, but we did it, mm-hmm. and you know what? They were right. It was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Once you pretend you're not sucking a prawn's head dry, then uh, it was uh, yeah, it was amazing.
1: But it was um, it was almost like a soup, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Like the size of it, it was um, yeah, it was incredible.
0: And then what else we have?
1: I think my favourite one was the the quail and fondant oh, potato, yeah. um, which sounds quite normal actually, but um, but it's just those tiny little quail legs and the the most. Beautiful saffron baked fondant. Um, yeah, it was special.
0: And then we had a, we had several desserts, but there was one weird one that you or I shouldn't say yeah. weird, one unusual one.
1: Yeah, and I think it's definitely a picture we should put on the show notes because it looked really cool. It was um, it was basically like a mango kind of dessert, um, but it was topped with like a like like the thinnest shards of like a black licorice meringue, uh, and they arranged in kind of a mountain shape. Um, above it and it was um, yeah it was, it was great
0: brilliant so there's something else you need to know about the Basque country and that is something which we didn't know how to say it until after until someone taught us but it's pronounced T-X-A-K-O-L-I or sometimes can be just X-A-K-O-L-I and it's checkerly and Chakley, I almost left Leanne for this Chackley. It was. You did
1: one night. <laughs> I did. You went out with the dog and you didn't come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Chackley, if you remember back to uh, episode one, I think, when we were talking about Salamanca and the way they poured this cider, it was from a great height. Well, is mm-hmm. the same. Very, very, uh, they've got this special cork, which I'll try and find a photo to put in the show notes. And the cork has a hole in it. So you, put, so you keep the cork in the top of the bottle, you lift the bottle up to as high as you possibly can, hold the glass down by your chest, and pour this wine out, and it's white, it's very, very light. Um, it's almost like champagne, but without the bubbles. Um, and uh, and it's only about a euro, a euro, 52 euros, and it is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like a mixture, it's like a cross between white wine and cider. Mm-hmm. Quite dry, but it's just great. And everyone drinks it, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing. So.
1: And, um, and we've never seen it before anywhere else, no. in Spain or outside. No. Um, yeah, you have to hunt it out. Experience it in san sebastian
0: definitely so what else do you need to, to do they need to know about san sebastian
1: i think beside the food san sebastian is um is a beautiful beach town isn't it it's um uh the the main beach that leads off the old town is, is la concha beach um because it looks like a shell it's got that typical kind of rounded rounded bay shape to it and it is stunning it is one of the things you walk around the corner and you see it and you stop and you uh yeah it's a uh, so, yeah, much like, much like Spanish towns like Barcelona, I guess, or Malaga. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Concha Beach is definitely a place to get to. What else did you like?
0: I think the, the road, the, the, just the drive up to it. Because mm. we came from uh, Santiago de Compostela. Mm-hmm. And so the main roads took us a certain amount away. And then we came off and obviously went to Oreo and mm-hmm. uh, We were driving. Uh, we were sticking to the. We stuck to the coastal roads because we weren't in any hurry, and just drove along by the by the um, by the sea, and just almost like every corner you turned, there was just this beautiful picture of this cliff face and then the sea. And as as you said before about um, uh, Santiago, I think it, it could have been um, on the west coast or the east coast of, of Britain, and it could have been Ireland because you just
1: or Italy. Or, or, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, yeah, it was just beautiful. So if you go, then try and drive if you can. I think the nearest airport. The nearest airport was um, Bilbao. Bilbao, yeah. So you can drive to Bilbao or Santander itself, and you can. So you can fly there and you can drive down, um, and uh, it is a, it's a lovely drive.
1: And I think um, I think just with any of the any Spanish town that that has that amount of history, it's just walk around, isn't it? Just. Join a walking tour or get your guidebook like we did and and have a look around at the architecture in the streets. And um, it's it's a very, very beautiful city. Probably one of the... uh, Rivaled only perhaps by Salamanca in terms Mm. of its uh, its architecture. It's, again, that sandstone kind of buildings. Um, Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Great. So there you have it. That is episode four, San Sebastián. All the show notes and the pictures... In fact, I should probably say all the pictures and everything we've mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find at Travellers.com forward slash zero four. That's Travellers with Travellers with an H. Travellers.com forward slash zero four. So we look forward to seeing you in episode five. And do you know where we are in episode five, Leanne?
1: (sighs) That's a good question. I wanna say Slovenia. Are we in blood next week?
0: Yeah. Or yes, I think we probably are nice so well, well mm. it's gonna be a surprise to all of yeah. us <laughs> so we'll see you next time thanks for listening
1: bye. bye
0: you've been listening to the travelers podcast thanks for listening and head on over to travelers.com for all the show notes and links mentioned in the show